Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tell Us What's in the Box. What's in the coffin boxes today? <laughs> coffin boxes. Coffin boxes. Um, yeah, today, exactly. Exactly. Today, we are talking about the 2014 mockumentary, What We Do in Shadows, by Taika Watiti and Jemaine Clement. Um, so if, if you don't know, you've probably seen Taika Waititi. He did Thor Ragnarok and Jermaine Clement, uh, is a member of Flight of the Concords. That band. Those so guys. Yeah. Those guys. Um, and so I, I love them. And so I was super excited. This, this had actually not been something I had watched yet. It was on my list. So I am super excited to talk about it. So... I, I loved it. And actually, you know, for a comedy that that's, um, a mo- you know, like a mockumentary, um, you know, there are actually a lot of relationships in here that we can talk about. Um, the whole idea of this mockumentary movie is that you have these vampires who are in modern times and they're living together <laughs> as roommates, uh, which creates all sorts of interesting issues. And they're having to deal with modern times so um yeah so let's get everything goes swimmingly they get along great they figure out technology without (laughs) any problems you know (laughs) you know and for those of you who haven't seen this film but it sounds kind of familiar to you there is now a tv show version that is on fx but the episodes also get put on hulu as well um there's two seasons right now i don't know anything when the third season is going to come out because of COVID and everything, but it follows the exact same premise. It's like a small coven of vamps yeah. that are living And they together. get all sorts of vampires from yesteryear to come yes. and do it. Like actors who have played vampires in the past to come in. in the past, and including here. the actors from the What We Do in Shadows film. Yeah. They make an appearance in the TV show, but this is, the film that started it all that started the new vamp vampire craze and yeah as danny said she hadn't seen it before i had not but- <laughs> seen it before but as someone who larped vampire the masquerade uh back when i was in college this was uh very very funny for me to watch um, so let's introduce kind of our characters so we can talk about their relationships with each other. We have um, Taika Wontiti playing Viago von Dorna Schmarten Schneiden Heimberg. Nay von Blitzen. Blitzenberg. <laughs> Viago for short. We call him Viago. Yes. <laughs> uh, he is 379 years old. And then you have Jermaine Clement playing Vladislav the Poker, who is 862 years old. And then the baby of the group, uh, Jonathan Bro as Bra. I think it's Bra. Bra. I don't know how you pronounce your name. I'm sorry, honey, if you're watching this. Oh, sorry. Um, as, as Deacon Brooke, age 183. So he's the youngest one, the baby, at 183 years old. Um, but then they do have a fourth vampire who kind of lives there. Um, Peter, age 8,000, played by Ben Fransham. <laughs> he's 8,000 years old. Um, 
so so yeah let's kind of talk about um their personalities and how they kind of intermesh as they're that are living together um Taika Waititi's character Viago is very much kind of the 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 mother hen kind of like you know he makes the chore list and he you know tries has these meetings the the, the house meetings where they discuss you know issues and stuff like that and it's all his character um Viago doing he's sort of um you know all about kind of keeping things orderly and stuff like that so and clean and clean mm-hmm. um except he he does have issues hitting the right veins when he yes and and there are many issues with hitting an artery and making a mess <laughs> all that plastic he puts <laughs> down on the couch and the rug and everything <laughs> Does not does not work in his favor. Does not work in favor. <laughs> but he seems to clean up after himself. He seems to be a good roommate, at the very least, trying mm-hmm. to get everybody um, together. Vladislav the poker, um, you know, he's, I don't know, how would you describe Vladislav the poker? Horny as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just... <laughs> Just that opening scene where Viago's running around the house going, it's, it's time, it's time to wake up. We have a house meeting in, <laughs> in, in 10 minutes. And he opens the door to Vladislav's room and it's just like him on this red satin like sheet that's like wavy and there's just like a couple women around him and there's like moaning and as soon as the door opens he like looks up at Viago and hisses at him and Viago's just like this prime (laughs) and proper little vampire going oh oh I'm sorry and Vladislav is just like what opens the door (laughs) yeah he's very much the um the indulgent one yeah of the group taking everything to its extreme he has his own like torture chamber you know down down in the basement um yeah yeah. and according to what we're looking at here takawa td based viago off a lot of his mother (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) and jemaine clement based his performance on gary oldman's dracula that That also makes sense. That also makes sense. <laughs> but, I, but I think when you look at it, you know, Vladislav and Viago get along relatively well. Yeah. You know, they they seem to, you know, have at least come to a, you know, they kind of know what each other is like and everything and and all of yeah. that. And, they, um, yeah, they also kind of have the same mentality when it comes to keeping house for the most part, you yeah. know. Deacon, on the other hand. Yeah, Deacon doesn't do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, Deacon being the youngest, and they always pawn it off as he's, he's the young one. He's, he's you know, he's young. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so. he's, as Viago says, he's the bad boy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he does all this erotic dancing and stuff around, and, you know, he's like, I'm a vampire. Why should I have, like, a chore chart? and follow the torture and all this stuff you know like we drink blood why do we even use dishes yes <laughs> <laughs> so but so I, ma- yeah maintain a semblance of decorum that's yeah. what it is deacon 
gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think it's one of those things where the, the whole idea of it is like you have these three roommates and, and even the fourth. And when you look at it, it's like, if you think about maybe your own personal roommate experiences, like we all had, yeah. had roommates like that. We all had roommates who were like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this, that, and the other thing and whatever. And the other roommates were just like, come on, man, you know, like you had to do stuff for the apartment and all this stuff. So it was really taking the idea of that. And so, you know, the idea that vampires, no matter how old they were, wouldn't really be that different. Yeah. It's kind of what makes it funny, you know, that you have the one, the one roommate who's not going to do anything, you know. And the fact that they're all old and powerful and I, I mean even deacon like being the youngest of the group i mean they've been around for so long none of them has a filter i mean viago tries he really tries but that's where i mean as much as they do get along like they don't at the same time but yet yeah. they put up with each other yeah um and then the fourth roommate i think that's like a nod to like if you ever had that like hermit roommate who you never saw like <laughs> they just like be in their room and like maybe you'd see them like walk out every once in a while or like go to the bathroom or something yeah. but like that was it other than that they were like never hanging out in the common areas they were never you know coming yeah. to dinner you know or anything like that that that's peter the eight thousand year old vampire Mm -hmm. that's, that's that one <laughs> hoarding yeah the bones of yeah, his you really animal gotta pick this up. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pick this up you know maybe put them in the you know place or something like that so yeah. okay no 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 never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that's kind of our characters and and it's really interesting that they didn't really have to stretch too much to get kind of those roommate relationships just like vampires you know what i mean yeah um you know because you, you, it makes it like relatable and funny because yeah they're vampires but they're also just acting like typical roommates and stuff as well yeah so you know it's what makes it that's what i thought you know just what makes it funny that just the idea that no matter how old they were we'd still you know, kind of get into those patterns and stuff like that. Absolutely. And um, one of like my favorite scenes in the film is when the, I mean, I think it's uh, when Viago and Deacon are fighting over like the whole doing the dishes thing. Um, <clears throat> or was it, oh no, it was Vladislav. But this is like later once um, Nick is brought into it. Mm -hmm. um they're just fighting in the kitchen and then the police are called because yes. there's a noise disturbance but this is after a bunch of shit has already gone down in the film and the police are just walking around going like oh you don't have a smoke detector oh you're leaving these chemicals in this part of the basement it can start a fire and like it's right under the electrical switchboard and like you got like a drunk passed out guy here you know who's actually dead and <laughs> you should bring him upstairs and the vampires are just like 
we're not getting in trouble for this. (laughs) So I I felt like that was a commentary on Australian police at at the same time and the relationship of like police in Australia to all the kind of weird happenings that might go down in Australia. I think they're New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. My bad. New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a, roommate from New Zealand and they get okay. very offended if you mix them up with Australia. Yes. Please. They're, they're from New Zealand. That was my bad. I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah. Not New Zealand, country. but yeah, maybe maybe yeah. the relationship between, you know, like the police coming in and noticing everything but like the really important yes. stuff, you know, <laughs> noticing all this stuff that doesn't matter, yeah. you know, like just kind of a commentary perhaps on that at the same time. Like you yeah. have a dead body there and nothing would what happened so so let's talk about nick (laughs) let's talk about the the nick is in the movie a vampire who you know gets like turned into a vampire like just two months ago yeah by deacon but no uh by was uh, it peter yeah he was by peter yeah he was intended to be like a victim and he was Mm -hmm. over at the house and like wandered away and then peter turned him but he wasn't intended to be a vampire. He was like intended to like be a victim. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now he's a vampire and he, he just does not, is not coping well, like likes to go around and say how he's a vampire and all this yeah. other stuff and, and does all of this and everything. And just yeah. very, very Lestat of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other vampires are like, dude, shut up. You can't go around just saying that you're a vamp- vampire. vampire. And he's just like, why? Yeah. And he, you know, doesn't listen to them when they're trying to like teach him, you know, which admittedly, they're not really all that good about trying to teach him how to be a vampire. They just kind of like, kind of half ass try to warn him. And they're just like, well, he'll figure it out. You know, like when he realizes you can't eat human food and he's just like vomiting blood everywhere after yeah. a night night on the town. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's like his whole thing was kind of interesting because, you know, he does all this stuff and, and the other the other three uh vampires kind of let him get away with a lot you know they like mm-hmm. when he does this stuff they're like dude you can't do that and everything but like he's still a part of the group and everything yeah but they're just kind of a point where where they have enough and yeah. they like go to like abandon like tell him like you can't come over here anymore yeah even like deacon who's the one that definitely pushes the boundaries i mean going back to the whole scene of like when the cops are in the basement and then they're just like oh yeah we have some like more safety tips and blah 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 blah. and deacon's the only one that's like can't we just eat them and vladislav and viago are just like no we want to hear their safety tips (laughs) yeah so i mean even for deacon to be at his wits end with Nick's shenanigans. Like that just kind of says like how, I guess not, how not seriously Nick is taking this because I mean, there's obviously an assumed level of, Hey, if you're a vampire, you don't say shit. 
<laughs> you do not talk whatsoever. But for Nick, it's very telling of his character and who he was before he was turned that he feels this need to kind of like posture himself against other people, you know? So it comes yeah, from a, like, a little yeah, bit of a level of insecurity. Yeah, like an inferiority complex. Yeah. Like being a vampire is like the best thing about him. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he kind of uses that and everything. Even um, then, he still kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, and the thing is, it kind of goes back to looking at it. It's like it, a commentary on like we've kind of known people like that who are just kind of, and somehow they keep hanging around. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think this really speaks more to like the time period when you're in college and like you have roommates and friend circles and stuff like that. And I think that's really what they were going after yeah. um was that that you know the, those relationships but making it like vampires to show that they aren't that different but you know yeah i can think of a few people i knew in college that were just there that i didn't really like but they were in the circle so yeah they were just always around even though you were like i don't really want to hang out with them um, i'm sure i was that person to some people no <laughs> no you were not Uh, (laughs) you're the cool one everyone to hang out with i'm the creepy one that everyone's like get this chick (laughs) away before she sacrifices me (laughs) (laughs) well i mean uh we talked about nick so that gives us a good um thing to talk about Stu, nick's friend who's like the human and the funny thing about Stu is that the vampires all like him like so much better than they like Nick. <laughs> like, yeah, like they like Stu so much better than they like Nick. And they're like, why was it Nick who had to be the vampire? You know, like, it only like increases Nick's jealousy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, even when they kick Stu, uh, Nick out, they're like, Stu, you can stay. Like, you can still come over. And Nick's like, what? You know, like, it's shit, you know, and everything. And, so Stu is like the one that kind of shows them technology and stuff like that. And he's a human at first. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and they, and it's just kind of funny cause it's like, they like him a lot better than Nick. And so they kind of put up Nick so they can hang out with Stu and he can like show them stuff and whatever. You know, Which, watching vampires try to interact with technology when that hasn't been the case yeah, before yeah. is tremendous yes <laughs> like betting on bidding on a chair yeah and, and trying to check emails right yeah and um and viago using it to talk to his like old assistant who like messed up his coffin so he yeah. was like around he was like you miss and he was like trying to tell him about this and everything over like face chat like over yeah. the computer and everything familiar yeah, yeah that was like i i would say for viago that particular scene it showed i mean yeah he's like done some jerk things in the past but like viago as a whole he's pretty he's very much like a sweet vampire he is like yeah. out of all of them viago kind of i think like holds them together like they all like viago because yeah. he's, he's nice and he has like a romantic backstory and everything like that, yeah. which we'll get into. 
But, you know, when he gets access to this technology, his first thought is to, like, look up stuff and, like, places that he's been and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like, very, you know, just very humanizing and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Viago is very much, you know, kind of the more human of the vampires, quote unquote, and, you know, like the one that kind of keeps them all together and is likable and mm-hmm. and all of that. And yeah, when he does get a hold of the technology, he, you know, uses it to kind of look up stuff about his past and places he'd been and old, old people that he knew. And he was able to look up, as we can get into it now, he was able yeah. to look up the love of his life, which is why he went to uh, New Zealand in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> to follow her there but you know i think any other vampire would have like shown up and seen that she was remarried and everything else and would have been like ah screw this guy killed him and then like glamored or what 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 are they using the film uh hip hypnotized her to like you know be back in love with him or whatever but like he loved her so much she was like you know what she's moved on she's happy i don't want to take that away from her and can we just say how healthy of an attitude that is especially for a a portrayal of a vampire like wow can I trust this vampire? Like, I kind of feel so, you know, except he still eats people, but. <laughs> yeah, but, but even then, even when you see him do it, he's kind of like polite about it and stuff. Yeah. Like he's, he's you know. Yeah. And, and everything, which brings us to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is Vladislav and his, the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you hear about this beast and you're like, what the, you know, what is this thing, you know, and what are they talking about? And then you find yeah. out it's just Vladislav's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her the beast, <laughs> you know, and, and it's one of those things where like you see both of them and, you know, like just talking about like, yeah, they're vampires, but they act in very human ways. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting, you know, like you, being being pissed at your ex and giving them like a nickname and stuff like that, you know. I personally have never done that, you know. Oh, I, I have. I try to forget about them <laughs> if, if it was bad. <laughs> Fortunately, I haven't had too many experiences like that, but um, but I know people who do that and have you know all of that stuff going on. John is like, yeah, me. Me. And if I didn't give my exes a nickname, it was my mother. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, just check out these lovely nicknames, right? I mean, oh. some some of them are definitely worse than other ones. Um, but in not in any particular order. Um, there's the cowboy. Um chicken shit. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Asshole. Oh, my. <laughs> um oh god, what else? What I think one of them one of them I cannot say. <laughs> oh it's bad. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um another one um which is 
just as a disclaimer, not to trivialize the very real issue that a lot of people go through with this, but being on the receiving end of that for me was equally traumatic, but there's the alcoholic. So Ooh. that, that, that was really fun. Um, so to have Vladislav call his ex the beast, it may, it makes me see it to, to me, it felt like, yeah, that's nothing. Let me tell you my stories. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just but, there yeah. like the darkest part of my heart is reserved for the beast. Just being super dramatic <laughs> that his ex is going to be at his party. Yeah. Like, super dramatic that he starts getting old and everything. And, and you know, he's not like beating or whatever. And Yeah. And, you know, and that's where the humor is in it. And it's kind of funny because one of the interesting things I find about humor and when you throw in humanity a lot of times, like in this case, you know, you have these vampires, you know, they're blood-sucking vampires and over that, and you got that in there and haha, it's funny, the mm -hmm. dichotomy of them all being roommates and stuff. It is, but I often find that a lot of times people can often kind of process their own stuff if it's kind of removed from them by that humor. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's people, but they're vampires. So it's a little set off from me, but you can still see stuff in it. And sometimes that's easier for people to process. Absolutely. You know? Especially through humor. Yeah. Like, you know, so we're dealing with like very human things, but through the thing of vampires, which, which, you know, I'm sure, I mean, it wasn't that serious mm -hmm. when they were making it, but when you think about it, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for you to kind of look at personality traits and relationships and think about them in yourself. If it's kind of like removed from you, it's not personal. So you can take that kind mm -hmm. of any defensiveness or anything that you have about that certain aspect, you know, like, like for, for the example, like Vladislav and his ex, right. Yeah. You know, you're watching him be super, super dramatic about his ex, right? Like just super <laughs> dramatic. And you know, maybe, maybe you're that way about your own ex, but it's, but it's, you know, but you might get defensive about that. Right. If somebody yeah. said that, right. Well, if somebody said that to you, like, dude, you're being super whatever about your ex, you know, and like, seriously, like you need to like yeah, on or whatever you can get defensive. Right. And maybe even upset about that, but maybe seeing it through this like humor, and, and, you know, through a vampire who's doing this same sort of stuff, it, it kind of breaks down that defensive that you might have. Right. You know, like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't have to be, you know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. gets past that defensive wall you might put up um, to kind of break through and, and give yourself some distance from it. So, you know, you might look at Vladislav being super dramatic and getting old and being on eBay and everything because he doesn't want to deal with his ex and just being like, you know, <laughs> maybe I should try to you let know. some of that stuff go, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what's interesting also like using vampires in stories is especially if you make him as old as Vladislav, who's 862 years old, you realize like, I mean, to, to some extent it is okay even normal to carry a grudge or harbor whatever feelings about your ex for an extended period of time. But Vladislav as a character is also a reminder of what can happen if you don't just let it go 
for your own personal emotional health, for your healing process. And it's kind of, I find like a fun stereotype of vampires that they just hold on to grudges so much longer because what is time to them? Right. Oh, yeah, right. They don't, but this you know, whole, even when they did um, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade, the game, yeah, um, they talk about it called Jihad. And Jihad mm -hmm. is just the idea of like old vampires like using pawns and stuff like that, where like a slight at a dinner party in 1462, you know, later on, hundreds of years later, turns into like a riot in Brazil. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things where where time doesn't mean anything to them. So, it, you know, the stuff that goes on, you know, is, you know, still, still there, like holding on to that grudge because they're not going to get old and get rid of it, you know? Yeah. It's still very human. I mean, I will admit there's still, you know, stuff exes that I've dealt with in the past. Uh, I'm sure you can maybe speculate on what happened based on those lovely uh nicknames <laughs> but <laughs> it's but you know it's stuff that like okay i just personally will let go of this but if they were to ever try to come back into my life and talk to me i would just be like no i don't want to open up that emotional door mm -hmm. you know done this is my yeah. choice to close this Vladislav yeah. isn't obviously making that choice. He still wants to keep it open for whatever reason because he hasn't either gotten the closure that he wanted from his ex, who obviously isn't going to give it to him, nor has he yeah. um, made – he's he's not given himself permission to give himself yeah. closure, and, which and you, you can do. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned that the TV show – doesn't it, aren't they, aren't they like the main characters? Cause you said they come in, but aren't they the main characters still in the show? No, brand, uh -huh. brand new characters. Yeah. Because I thought that Jermaine Clement was at least in it. And he has like his character, Vladislav has like a wife. Um, he gets over her and, and he gets, he gets married. Um, I th or, oh God, it's been a vampire. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that episode. I think maybe they reference it, but really the um really only time you see Vladislav and all the other vampires from the film is when the main vamps in the TV show are being brought forth before this council to stand trial. And it's the three original oh, okay. vamps yeah, from yeah. the okay. movie and then um Rachel Evan Wood is in it because she's from True Blood. Uh, Danny Trejo's in it because yeah. he also played played a vampire. Like it's everybody that's ever it played now. a the vampire. One who I thought yeah, was might be the Jermaine character is actually played by Matt Berry and he's okay. Laszlo, and his girl is Nadja, who's played by Nadja. Yeah, those were the two I was thinking of. Yeah, so it does. It, you're right. It looks yeah. like um that that yeah, it is completely different. Cool. Anyway, yeah. I'll have to watch that because it looks Oh, it's, it's so good. I mean, it still has exactly the same, like, roommate vibe to it where there are personal differences and everybody's trying to get along and sometimes people get at each other's throats. But instead of, like, having – so, like, that fourth roommate, instead of it being a really old vampire um, or, like, a, a baby vamp, there's a human – but he's an emotional vampire. 
He's an emotional vampire. He's an emotional vampire. Oh, that's adding a new thing into it because I think we all know those people. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> the uh, the uh, character name is uh, Colin, uh-huh. and he oh my god, he's absolutely amazing. And then of course there's um um what's his face is familiar, uh, Guillermo, yeah. um. And the actor who plays him is just absolutely phenomenal. So, like, I think on a comedic level, it's definitely different than Mm -hmm. the film. It's more geared toward an American audience. So the humor is definitely different. It's less dry. Um, But the, the same, like essence of the film they brought it over to 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 the tv show so yeah well there was a familiar in the movie as well oh yeah yeah jackie poor jackie i felt so bad for her yeah jackie was deacon's familiar yeah and familiars are basically like humans who you know have you know they're kind of indebted to the vampire i think yeah, it's like the Vampire the Masquerade, like equivalent of a ghoul. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and all she wants is like to be a vampire. You know, the deacons promised her that eventually, you know, she's going to be a vampire and he just like keeps brushing her off. And I felt so bad. And then he gets mad. He has the nerve to be mad when she goes and gets uh, bit by somebody else and becomes a vampire. And it's Nick, which just rubs it into the wound yeah (laughs) and he's mad i'm like well you could have done it you know like you didn't appreciate her she was doing all this stuff and bringing you victims and all this stuff which was people she didn't like so that was freaking hilarious Hilarious, she would get people she didn't like and bring them over so the vampires could eat them yeah like i kind of felt for for jackie too because you um we we do get like one like significant glimpse into her life and i mean she is married with children and you know she has like an average like human life uh, but yet her wanting to be a vampire is this like emotional manifestation of just wanting more for herself and for her life she you know wants her life to be something more grandiose and you just take that vampire aspect out of it so many people have that same feeling where they want to do more with their lives but for whatever reason uh, they don't know how they're down the wrong path they have like other struggles that can deal with systemic in, inequalities in society and everything else. And I found that Jackie as a character, like that's what she represented. And then right. her relationship with Deacon, Deacon in that sense is the system that is built to try to keep the most amount of people in one place from gaining power as po- as possible so it is very much a a a comedy for sure but when you look at it in terms of historical vamp lore vampires are very much and have been for god i want to say like centuries really like a representation of society um upper echelons of society of political power, things like that to mirror stuff that's going on in our own society. And going back to what you said, Danny, like 
that is a lot easier for people to digest when they are emotionally removed from it and makes it easier to analyze societal inequalities like that, you know? So I felt like I felt for Jackie, but then also at the same time, I I didn't get a sense of like, well, is, is there anything like wrong with your life? Like your kids seem fine. Your husband seems fine. You know, this just isn't what you want for yourself. And you want to like abandon your family and your children. That kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. well, you know, just maybe she just felt stuck. Right. And so yeah. she feels like, you know, that's a way to get out of it. And I think we can all relate to that in some way. You yeah. know, sometimes you just feel stuck in your life. Yeah. You know, it's not exciting. You know, it's not, you know, you know, not a, not yeah. an adventure every day or something. And, and, you know, so you want something else, something more. So, you know, that might be some of it too, you know? Absolutely. That, yeah. That, and sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that might be a lot of it too, just that, that, you know, she wants something more, you know, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. There are a lot of people that like, realize that later in life and do abandon their families which is abhorrent yeah. it's like couldn't you have figured that out like early on but a lot of the time there's like societal and familiar pressure to like no this this is what you're supposed to do this is all we expect of you to do yeah. but then when you personally want something else from yourself which goes against what everyone else wants of you mm-hmm. there's usually always so much pushback and i think a exactly. lot of it yeah a lot of it is rooted in i had to do it this way so now you have to do it it, it, it almost seems like it comes from a place of envy or jealousy even yeah. i mean you would think that the healthy way like if she was if jackie was feeling like that instead of like going and becoming a vampire's familiar mm-hmm. you know you would think she talked to her husband you know maybe a career change or you know doing something like that you know discussing like you know what exactly but what are you not getting in your yeah. life you know what are you not being fulfilled by you know and have a discussion about that because because it might not require you leaving your family you know it might just be something else that you can talk about like oh I need more time you know I want more time to paint or to write or or do these other things or I really hate my job I'd like to go back to school to do something else you know that sort of stuff you know that's that's how you would you would um handle it you know maybe as a mature adult would absolutely sometimes that might not be the solution but at least you know you're trying to figure it out you know burning bridges is not your first thing you know i mean if you're in an abusive situation that's one thing you know but um she didn't seem to be so it just seemed more like for jackie that it was you know that that's what she wanted to do and yeah you know wasn't she like his familiar for 10 years yeah Right, like a and long then time. she was asking, yeah. and and you know, he's like, "Oh, another ten years or whatever," and she's like, "What the hell?" You know, yeah. like I've been doing all this stuff and everything, and Deacon just didn't seem to care. Yeah, you know, which that's fucking yeah. Deacon. Yeah, he's being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then like I said, then he gets all upset because Nick 
you know embraced her we would call it i guess turned her into a vampire yeah i said i get the vtm vocab going so. <laughs> so it turned her into a vampire and then he has a nerve to get all upset you know so i think from deacon's perspective it's one of those things that you can look at and be like she was doing all this stuff and you didn't appreciate her yeah you were just throwing aside you were ignoring her like she's trying yeah. to talk to him and he's ignoring her looking around talking to everybody else you know not really paying attention to what she's saying you yeah. know it's like and then when she decides to go off and do something for herself then you get upset yeah. you know it's it's like you know you can't do that you know take people for granted like that you know that's abusive behavior that is abusive behavior <laughs> i guess at least like on some level viago and vladislav have learned differently but it's also a t like if notice how we are like Jackie is a, a minor character in this movie. Um, but yet we still had so much more to say about her just based on the limited information and her interaction with Deegan and the other vamps. Um, and I think a lot of that is because these old vamps are stuck in their ways. But again, that could be said about a lot of people as, as they grow older. Yeah. It's, you know, they've, um, lived life a certain way they've come to certain conclusions based on their experiences which you know is what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. but then there are some people that are just staunch like oh i refuse to do this even though i realize that the world is changing but i'm gonna ignore it either because like i'm too afraid to ask for help learning this or i really just don't understand it or it's so foreign to me and what i lived in my life that i'm just gonna you know treat it like it doesn't exist e even though it does, you know, it's right. to some, to some extent, like if you're mortal, it, it, it's a reminder of not only that the world moves on without you and it will change without you, mm -hmm. but it's also a reminder of our mortality. Mm -hmm. And even though these, you know, vampires, they've been around forever and they can hold grudges forever because time is not a limit for them i mean yeah they could be uh like spoiler alert peter it's staked <laughs> yeah yeah and like He's there goes gone. his eight 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 thousand years you know but even still for a vampire it's still possible for you to die right it's just the arrogance that you have that comes with it because there's very few ways to kill kill a vampire um, but there's still a sense, I mean, there's still a bit of more mortality issues that the vampires need to, you know, take into consideration too. I mean, even though, yes, they are immortal, but they technically aren't, they're just less mortal than yeah. we are. They can still die, mm -hmm. which compounds, I think, you know, over-exaggerates their human characteristics yeah for sure. for sure yeah definitely well there are a couple things that i i wanted to talk about yeah. um just a couple more uh the first one is how do you feel about viago actually embracing uh his his love interest catherine later when she's like 92 
one, I didn't even think she knew what the heck was going on. (laughs) (laughs) And then two, I mean, I didn't really think that that was her choice. You know, I mean, if I was that old, just let me die. You know, if I'm, if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. The whole part about the whole lure of being a vampire is like, I get to be young and beautiful forever. Mm-hmm. It's a whole allusion to the fountain of youth right. and everything else. And I think we see a bit of that in Viago's old familiar when he's like, I waited for so long. I wanted to be a vampire for so long. And now I'm an old man and it's too late and et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's this sense of like, well, I've already lived my life. I don't want to be stuck in this body forever, even though like pains and creaks of old age are going to go right out the window whenever you become a vampire. But I don't know. It's this weird sort of like yeah rush hold, but it's all that's all based in fiction. Yet, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I mean, at the end of the day, I I, I don't think Viago's like love even knew what was going on. He she just so. left her. I mean, it was really at, at at that point. It's more it's more about him than anything else. I think. Right. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of interesting. Like, you know, you, you turn into a vampire when you're like 90-something. It's like, yeah, like, you know. I don't know. It was just really interesting. Because, yeah, like, who would want that, you know? Like, when you're when you're that old, you know, at that point, you'd be getting ready. You know, I mean, maybe some. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not that old yet. So <laughs> I don't know what I'll feel like. Yeah. make it to 92 you know but yeah. um but yeah that was kind of an interesting you know and then of course the the comedy part was that they were acting like he was robbing the cradle because yeah. he was so much older than her. <laughs> yeah um so that was the kind of comedy part of it but when you really think about it you know yeah. in a practical sense like you know like would you want to be a vampire at that age i don't know maybe no i mean it's still by kind of by by the same token it's why in a lot of vampire lore like turning a child is a big no-no yeah like you just don't turn children into vampires because Mm -hmm. they're children they deserve to like grow up not just mentally but physically yeah. Right, because they're like being elderly. There is such a stigma. Attached yeah, I mean, to if anybody you saw an interview with a vampire, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, Claudia, yeah. yeah, you know, and she gets pissed one day, you yeah. know, just you know, which one of you did this to me? Which was yeah. a great scene. Go, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, you know, um, she was so good at that movie. Oh my yeah. god, she said yeah. she didn't like cross kissing Brad Pitt that much, but she was a kid, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean she was yeah. yeah, she she in she directly talks about that in that film. And it's like, I am stuck this way forever. And she like there's that one whole part where she's sees the woman across the street like bathing and then the next day, like you you realize like, oh shit, she like lured her over here and killed her because she wanted to be her. 
it's, and she's not even powerful enough to turn a human, but she's powerful enough to kill them. Mm-hmm. You know, so the only, like, for her to be an older vampire is really for her to sire one, but she, but she can't do it. It's like, she's about as not useless as a child, but can do as much as a child vamp vamp could. Whereas if you're old and elderly and you turn, it's kind of the same deal, you know, but then be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's, you know, this kind of, great sort of thing and like oh i can use people's assumptions about me because i look like a kid or i look like an old yeah. lady and then i can trick them in and drink their blood yeah. which is basically kind of what although i was never cool with the idea that even if i were young like even if like say i turned into a vampire when i was 20 that according to like at least that like at least according to like vampire the masquerade and and um and like interview with a vampire and all of that, like you mm-hmm. stay exactly the same. Like even if you try to change your hair or something like that. Yeah. Which yeah. I would not be down with. I'm like, yeah. if I'm going to do that, I'm going to want to change my hair. I'm going to want to like get a piercing, you know, yeah. like whatever, like, it, you know, like I'd want to do that. If I were going to live forever, you know, I'd want to change my hair, dye my hair, you yeah. know, all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that would be cool. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those issues. But, but um, the last thing I wanted to mention mm-hmm. was there are werewolves in this movie. Oh, yes. Talk about too. Um, which came across as like uh, like two frats getting mad at each other when they're out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of what they were going for. They were kind of going with the whole like college vibe, but it's like vampires. That like mm-hmm. the werewolves were like a rival frat. So yeah. they would just like throw insults at each other, but it was like really all bluster mostly. Yeah. At least until the end. Um, but, but like, yeah, they would run into each other. Yeah. We're not Amazing. Werewolves. Yeah. We're not swearwolves. <laughs> oh my God. It felt that moment. It felt so like finding Nemo where it was like, <laughs> fish are our friends, not food. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> I think it was just kind of the way the actor said it, just in that kind of (laughs) deflated, monotone, like, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. So, like, they've been told that a million times before. Yeah. They're still swearing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, what ends up happening is, um, you know, Stu, the human we talked about a while ago, ends up running into the, the werewolves and during an attack and gets left behind and turns into a werewolf yep becomes a werewolf so you know they kind of lost the opportunity to to embrace him and make him a vampire but uh but he becomes a werewolf and it actually ends with kind of like they're kind of getting to know each other the werewolves and the vampires you know because they like stew so now they're kind of like hanging out together and everything so you bringing neat. everybody together yeah and you know here's the funny part i've uh trivia i found out that the guy's name is actually Stu. they actually used a lot of their actual real names and he was actually taika watiti's roommate in college oh and yeah and he's actually like a the computer um or whatever he was that's actually what his job is whatever he was in the movie and taika watiti told him he had a very small part 
And he didn't know how big of a part he had until they actually saw the movie. Because Taika Waititi didn't want him to act like not normal and like, yeah. you know, stiff and whatever. So he just basically told him, oh, you don't have a big part. It's like this little this little yeah. part, like it's nothing and whatever. And I guess he just didn't realize, wow, I'm sure shooting a lot for having a small part. Small part. <laughs> oh, Stu, you did such a good job. Yeah, you did. Like, did amazing. And so and he didn't know he had such a big part until like the movie actually came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I didn't want him to be like nervous and everything, so... That's so sweet. That's- and I, I I I think it's cool too that he also has a background in computers and tech and yeah. everything else. Stu, and you want to play computers? Come talk to me. To me. Yeah. <laughs> and he was Taika's roommate. That's awesome. Point. Yeah. Um so yeah. Not- <laughs> that is so adorable. Yeah, knowing like all of this history, it's so easy to see where this like inspiration comes from. And that explains so much why everything just felt so real and so natural in the relationships between especially Viago and Vladislav and mm-hmm. and Deacon, you know. Yeah. And just the entire vibe that those three had in particular, you just right off the bat got like, oh, okay. They have known each other forever. They have lived with each other forever. Um, they will not walk on eggshells around each other. They are very aware of how other how the other ones annoy them and vice versa. But then at the end of the day, like they still figure it out. Yeah. You I mean, know? I just, yeah, I wonder, <laughs> did they ever talk about it? I can't remember like why they started living together. I don't ever talk about that in the movie. I can't remember. I don't think so. I know in the TV show, like, it's briefly mentioned, Mm. especially how Colin comes to live with them. Colin. 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 The emotional vamp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I can't can't remember. I mean, maybe just, like, most roommates just, you know. You kind of know each other. They have being vampires in common. Yeah. So, you know, get like, together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And it didn't even really go into like how they pay rent or <laughs> if they pay rent or whether they just own that house. I didn't think so because it seemed like they were so old. They would just like have money anyway, maybe. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all old vampires have money, right? Yeah. Old vampires have money. It's just, it's just, yeah. it. it doesn't matter if you make it or not. You just, you just get yeah. it. Yeah, plus can. plus you can glamour other yeah. people and just get what you want. Just <laughs> yeah. Go into the bank and just be like, give me one million dollars. Yeah. And the teller just like walks to the safe yeah. in the bag and starts taking out a million dollars and yeah. everyone else is like, then, what the fuck are you doing, Karen? Like, yeah. Oh, and then, I mean, when you reach a certain age, like all your old crap becomes antiques. When you become a certain number of hundred years old. You're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, like this, this, this bed or whatever I had when I was a kid is now like 400 years old and like get somebody to sell it at like antique roadshow or something. And worth a shit ton of money, right? <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, <laughs> antiques are all the rage now. Yeah. So I don't have to redo my room. <laughs> exactly. My room can still look like the Hertz castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just walking around all of a sudden you see someone selling something you used to have and you're just like, hey, that was mine. 
Like, oh my God, I lost that in 1329. Fine. I want that back. And like, you're just like flipping around and looking at it and like, oh, there are my initials stitched, <laughs> scratched on right here. You and just like try like- to look around at the yard sale and put it in your pocket and the other person's like, hey, wait a second. You just run, run off with it. Like, that's what's mine first. Uh- well, I think this was good to like because it was a more lighter movie. We had done some heavy stuff, and you know, we had a lot of fun talking last time with Grady about his book, yeah, and everything. And so we thought these two episodes would be good to get it a little more, you know, before we get into some uh, holiday stuff. We're gonna start getting into some holiday things coming up starting uh, but oh, next yeah. what do we have next joanna go ahead and take us out of here oh uh, we're gonna we're taking it out all right so coming up next um because it's almost halloween and because you'll be listening to this three days before the day yes october yeah. 27th well Hell you'll be listening yeah. to the, uh, the next one i mean so like oh, the, the next, next one, one that's coming out will be it will be our halloween episode the next one will yes. be the one that's coming out closest to halloween yes which will come out on the 27th of october um but because it will be our 15th episode and we didn't really do like a thing for 10 episodes or whatever. Fif- 15 is a nice number. So we're going to be playing Trivial Pursuit Horror Ultimate Edition. And basically there is a horror movie Trivial Pursuit Edition. Um, so obviously this one includes some of the same stuff, but... There's video games in there. There's novels in there. There's comics in there. All the stuff that we do on the show. So hence Ultimate Edition. And we ran through a couple questions just before we started recording this podcast today. And I was pretty proud of the fact that I remembered the make and model of the car in Christine. Christine. (laughs) And the year it came out. Yeah, and the year. absolutely so that's what we got coming up next and we might have other people join us we might not we don't know we'll see how big of a party that we can turn it into but at the very least you can play some trivia along with us yeah we're gonna have some beverages we're gonna ask each other questions maybe come up with our own rules you know (laughs) come up with our with with said beverages with said beverages oh no no. (laughs) special 15th episode and it's halloween we might we might not remember to turn off the episode (laughs) oh don't don't say that and everybody's gonna hear me with my cat going like katniss be nice to your sister charlie you're such a pretty kitty yes you are such a pretty kitty <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, y'all, give us a follow on Twitter uh, at the box underscore podcast. Um, we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. So follow us on one of those. Hopefully, one of those is your favorite podcast network. Um, a lot of y'all are on Spotify and, and, and Apple Podcasts, so thank you so much for those of you who have been listening to episodes and downloading them so far and giving us a follow. Um, thank you. Absolutely. Continue to leave us comments and 
everything else and we'd love to interact with y'all yeah give us you know rep- at us you know at us at, and ask us questions at, at we us. promise we respond <laughs> yes we promise we do, we do. it'll Bye. be a gamble on which one of us you get but <laughs> i know yeah because we're both on the, the twitter account <laughs> all the time but in two weeks y'all we'll see you then and remember to check what's in the box what's in the box box? (laughs) not gwyneth paltrow's head (laughs) bye (laughs) y'all